Hello guys, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Paint the Town Dead, and I am one half of your host, Caitlin. How are you doing, Caitlin? Hi, I'm I'm here. I'm alive. I went through, sorry about the hiatus. <laughs> I, um, I got food poisoning, so that was fun. I'm just doing bingo. I'm really getting my card really close to... Um, disease bingo oh we'll try not to do that because eventually i think death is involved <laughs> that's the free space like in the middle it feels like you should at this point just be immune to everything it should be like i really think i'm getting close it should be like the episode of the simpsons where mr burns has every disease oh. but there's so many of them they can't get through so they, they're all just stopped there and they can't he can't catch anything that'd be that would be nice i think i'm close to invincibility i'm not quite there yet though Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, except for like a bunch of things. You know what I thought about? Is if I was born way back in the, I don't know, 1700s or even before, whatever. How you'd be dead? Yes, I would literally be dead right now. Y'all, that's, that went dark. Anyway, I'm much better now. My new job is great. Yeah. Um, it's, I it's, think it's just, this is a were, good really shout nice. out. This is a good shout out to everybody out there who's like, but God gave me an immune system. I don't need a vaccine. You'd just be dead. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't I would, have to tell you. I would 100% be dead right now. Like, God gave you an immune system. Like, yeah. yeah and we're but I need antibiotics it. sometimes. He gave us vaccines too. You know what Through sucks? the power of people. I don't know. Whatever. Antibiotics. You need antibiotics to kill bacteria. Unfortunately, though, it kills all the bacteria. Good bacteria included. And I went through a lot of antibiotics last year. Let me tell you. IV and otherwise. So I'm building it back up. I'm getting there. And there's also that whole issue. I don't know if it's as much of a problem. Like maybe people know about it of over prescribing antibiotics. Yeah, 100%. Because, it's getting better. That's yeah. getting better. It seems like I hear every doctor say, stop doing that. So yes. I assume doctors are not doing it as much. Right. But also um, you have to have the wherewithal and the um, discernment to be able to prescribe antibiotics when they're needed. I have a, I had a doctor... I kept going back. They kept testing for, I don't know, like strep and stuff. And I was like, I don't know what it is. I guess it's not strep, but I feel awful. And I kept feeling worse and worse and worse until finally I could barely move. And I went to the doctor and they finally drew blood. They did something and I was, I was very sick. I needed, I needed antibiotics then. It was necessary. So why don't you tell us why we're here? <laughs> to talk about my health history. <laughs> That's right. This is. Paint the town. Med. <laughs> No, but this isn't. Uh, today we're talking about you guessed it, murder, um, which I don't want to make light of that. That's not I'm not making light of of that. But that is what our podcast is about. We do often talk about that. So such. So, so we are in fact making light of it. Sorry. Okay. Um. <laughs> I mean, okay. Uh. But today we are talking about the murder of at least one person. Oh. Um. But let's just, I don't want to give too much away. So let, let's, let's, let's start. Uh, this episode, we are talking about um, Joe Lee Richards Jr., for the most part, and other people involved <clears throat> with this crime. All right. So October 20th, 2010 in, well, okay, I'll just go, at, let me, let me, let me start that over. First, right off the bat, my source is season 23, episode 18 on some sources, I saw it on episode 21, so I really don't know which one it is. Uh, it's the um, it's of Snapped. And so um, that episode, well, I don't want to give too much away. 
Okay. I hope. I mean, you're going to tell us the story. I am. That's where I got the information. But they kept saying Benton, like Benton, Arkansas. That's a place, yeah. Yeah, Benton Bryant, which is like, it's outside of Little Rock a little bit. It's in the Little Rock area. Yeah. Um, So it's like central Arkansas. They kept saying Benton, but I'm pretty sure this took place in Traskwood, which is outside of, it's a small place outside of Benton. Maybe it's one of those things where they're They just, just like, made it easier. And yeah, kind of like when I go out of town and you just be like, I'm from this little town that's near Little Rock. They're yeah. like, what's that? It, no, and no. so you just say Little Rock because people, that's the one town they've heard of. It's yeah. easier that way. And I, So I think it was more of that situation. So anyways. But. Yeah, kind of like on Mans with Vans where the, yeah. where it took place. Oh, where did that take place in? Uh, Greenbrier. Yes, which is near Conway. And they just straight up used footage from Conway. They're like, here's downtown Conway. And in some of the spots, you can see the sign that says, welcome to downtown Conway. <laughs> it's like, well, that that's not Greenbrier. I was like, I've never been to Greenbrier. I know that's Conway. Unless Greenbrier has a fake downtown Conway, like it's Las Vegas mm-hmm. with like their fake Eiffel Tower and Statue of Liberty or something. I can pretty confidently say they probably do, do not. That'd be real weird if they did. It would. So I think this is kind of that situation. They kept saying Benton, but I believe it's in the Traskwood area. And I think we've seen a bunch of other ones where they kind of go about where it's like this technically took place in this small barely a town yeah we'll just say it took place in the town that's nearby yeah and so benton isn't far from here so october 20th 2010 we're in benton arkansas uh jolie richards senior joe is one word lee it's not jolie it's jolie richards senior he was a well-known alderman in the benton area but he called 911 he's upset on this day he called the police department about his son joe lee richards jr being missing for a few days and it was unusual and they were not able to reach him that was the unusual part um, usually they were able to reach him so um and his truck was left at home so officers kind of arrive to the house and look in the truck and they see everything is in there keys are in the ignition wallets in there laptop cell phone everything is in there and and so red flag number one so Senior, Jolie Richards Sr. was very adamant with police that something was not right and did not act, add up to fair play, he said. Were, were the police like, no, this seems normal to me. No, I think pretty quick okay. they were Just on a- it, especially because Jolie Richards Sr., he he was a sheriff for a long time in the area. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we had clarification because it's like, I don't know, when you say he wanted, he was adamant that something happened, it makes like, it sound like the police yeah. are like... I don't know. I I well, leave my vehicle all the time with all the stuff and the ignition. But you know how sometimes people, they're, the police say, well, they're an adult. They can go off if they want to. So I think he was like trying to just be like, no, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. No, this isn't normal. No, he left all his stuff. Like just really impress upon them. The situation is exactly. out of the ordinary exactly. for this person. Yes. Okay. So let's talk a little bit. You're going to hear me mostly if I say Jolie, I'm talking about Jolie Jr. Because this is mostly about him. Or if I say Joey, um, that's him as well. Uh, his friends and family called him Joey um, to help differentiate he and his father. So Joe Lee Jr. was born in 1971 in Benton, where he would grow up in a well-known family. Uh, He had a bunch of siblings and obviously his parents. Uh, And like I said, friends would call him Joey to differentiate him from his father. So in his younger years, uh, Joey found love with Trish Grinstead, and Trish would go on to give birth to a son, Brian. 
um, who she fathered, obviously, with Joey. Um, they didn't um, stay together, but they did raise their son, Brian. And Brian had said of his father that he was like a big, loving teddy bear, but he was hard whenever he needed to be, and he had a bit of a darker side. Um, he'd also been a part of the U.S. Army at one point. And although similar in looks to his father, Joey would not go into a life of politics, but into manual labor. He really enjoyed that. He he um, hung sheetrock. I get it's not laid sheetrock. I don't really know the right term. Would you say hanged, he, or he do we hanged? only use hanged when we're talking about hangings? I don't know the answer to that. He hung sheet. I don't know. He hung sheetrock. He like, he put sheetrock up. Yeah, people know what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he really loved that. Um, he enjoyed how demanding physically his job was, and he was really good at it. Um, but unfortunately, that job he loved so much, it did cost him. And one day while working on some scaffold scaffolding, a scaffold, um, Joey fell. Uh, he recovered, but he was left with chronic pain due to his injuries, um, along with, obviously, this job is very demanding physically so he was left with a lot of pain from that and from his injuries from the fall um so that kind of led um kind of into well we'll talk about it a little bit later but you know with that you get prescription pain pills i'm sure after your initial fall and injury and, and that can lead down you know if you have problems it can lead down other paths which we'll talk about um <clears throat> And although uh, feeling older than he was, in 2002, Joey was only in his early 30s, and he was wanting to settle down. All of his friends had kids and families, and he was kind of looking for that. And that's when he would meet recently divorced 41-year-old Marissa Wright. Could you imagine being 40 years old? (laughs) Uh, Never. I'm 22. Good job. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I know. I, I certainly couldn't imagine being in my 30s. What a nightmare. <laughs> totally. Never. It's not like your whole body falls apart as soon as you turn 30. Nope. And you get dementia and don't remember anything. And, and you get in the hospital for old lady and diseases. Turn, and you turn into a big uggo. And uh, I love it. I will. I will. Uh, I, I love my 20s right now. That's what I, I know. Do. Living it up, hitting up the clubs all day. Every day. That's right. Anyway, um, so a little background on Marissa Wright. Marissa was born in 1961, and she also grew up in Saline County, and that's where Benton is, and it's like in the Little Rock area. Yeah, it's um, south of Little Rock. It is most well known to me as the place where storms always seem to start. Yeah. They're always like, and we've got a whole mess of garbage coming up from Saline <laughs> County. Get ready for it. And it's headed everybody's way. Yeah. We're starting it here and pushing it out. Um, so, uh, Marissa's father was a well-known pastor and carpenter in the area and a point she was very proud of and passionate about. So when Marissa was 31, she married her former, former high school sweetheart. They didn't give a name, but they said he was a Navy man. So Marissa would move often with him around the U S they lived in all these coastal towns. Uh, And she was like, I don't want a water man. I want a, a land man, a land army man. Well, she did. Um, but it seemed that everyone said that, that numerous has said that she was happy, that their relationship seemed really good and that she was very content and she loved the life she had with her husband. But however, in 2002, what seemed out of nowhere, Marissa's husband blindsided her by leaving her for her best friend. Um, and it was absolutely devastating and it really changed her. Uh, 
and I, I put this in my notes here. I see your, I see your mouse hovering overhead. Uh, I was like, too bad. None of us can relate to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it sucks. But you know, I was actually watching a thing talking about trauma in, um, with, uh, big life changes. And I mean, like something like this and it literally, it's a trauma to your brain. It, It hits you so hard. Like, nervous systemly it literally like your 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 brain reroutes all of its connections and it's like you've suffered a, a brain injury so i was like wow i, I feel that so i, I kind of feel for her there but i think anyway um so in 2006 marissa would return to saline county and not long after her return marissa's mother passed away and after this marissa would move in with her father who was in poor health as well um, she would become a home health care aide and started to rebuild her life. And this rebuilding really took off the night she met Joey, Joe Lee Richards Jr. So uh, uh, friends and family of Joey and Marissa both said, you know, they talked about each other and they really seemed to hit it off. But they, uh, they're, they're, it's because they had a lot of similarities between the Wrights and the Richards family. Both were well thought of in the community. Both were civic leaders. One was a pastor and one was a former sheriff. So they kind of had similarities growing up in a similar way, sort of. Um, And the two would remain close for several years, uh, sometimes being more than friends, sometimes not. So it was very on again, off again. Um, And when they were off, they would see other people. So it was very hit or miss. I can relate. I can't be tied down. You're such a player. That's what I'm known for. Of course. They call me the something hilarious okay they call me Derek jeter because he was a baller was he and a player was he i don't know who's probably. Derek jeter he was a very famous new york yankee baseball player and ranger who did he marry he, i think he married j-lo at some point or he was together with her for a long time huh. or for long time by celebrity standards maybe but they're not together anymore i don't think no she's engaged to ben affleck yeah so he's probably out there being a player in miami or something i don't know of course just like me Derek Jeter. He took his, he learned everything he knows from me. It's okay. Um, so like I said, they remained close for several years on again, off again, dating and not dating. But by 2010, they were heading towards being on. They decided that they wanted to be together. They loved each other. And Marissa had even told friends that she was in love with Jolie Jr. And everyone was happy for the couple. Uh, but by fall of 2010, Jolie Jr. and Marissa were talking about marriage with Joe Lee even going as far as to tell his sister of his plan. So, I mean, by all intents and purposes, they said and felt that they were engaged. Uh, but when October 20th hit and the call came into the police department, things kind of changed. So, Joe Lee Sr., uh, like I said, was the one to report his son missing. And that was on October 20th, 2010. However, it had been 12 days since uh, Senior Joe Lee Sr., had heard from his son and he said it was specifically around midnight on October 8th. He was up playing video games. He saw him and that was the last he saw of him. Now, senior said it wasn't unusual for Jolie Jr. to leave for like a few days on short notice or without notice, but said that he would always call and check on his dad without fail every day. So that, and if he wasn't there, I mean, he was calling and checking on him. So they were like, something's up. It's been 12 days and we haven't heard from him. That's very, that's, that's, it's not good. So not really sure where he could have gone. There was really no clue. Police uh, started with the woods outside the Richards' home. 
And the thought was that maybe he had wandered into the woods and gotten hurt at some point, but they looked and there was no sign of Joey. Um, the next thought was that maybe Jolie Jr. took off with someone else, perhaps a woman. So Jolie Sr. told the police that Jr. was seeing a woman named Marissa Wright. So police paid her a visit and found her at the home she shared with her father. and She was caring for him. I was going to say, like, I don't know, the the idea that he ran off with a woman seems odd considering the like they found his keys in his vehicle. And yeah, all that. exactly. That, that stuff's a little weird. And that's what Jolie like, Sr. Was, she was a saying. siren? Like, what, are you, what, what is this? Yeah, Jolie Sr. was like, uh, but all his stuff is here. <laughs> and, yeah, like what? Yeah. Does, does that happen? Do, well, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe police officers are built differently and that's something that happens to them. They just run off with a woman. They leave all their stuff there. I don't know. Like, Not what, my what, life. What's happening? I, I don't think so. I doubt it. And I think that's why Senior was pretty adamant. No, something's up. Um, so Marissa told police that she too had not seen or heard from Jolie Junior since the evening of October eighth. And police asked her to share her side of the story. So Marissa told investigators that Jolie Jr. had been at her house the night he had disappeared to hang out and watch a movie. Also in the house were Marissa's father, which I think he was like off, maybe like asleep or something. And a woman named Myra Terry, a friend of Marissa's. And Marissa said they watched a movie and then Jolie Jr. returned home late that night, maybe around 1.30ish. That was the story. So Marissa also told the police that when Jolie had gotten away for a few days before, like in the past where he had left for a couple days at a time, it wasn't to enjoy the fresh Arkansas nature. It was to get high. Um, so that was something that he struggled with. Um, and again, from his accident, I think being on the painkillers and him just being in excruciating pain every day, he just, he said he just needed something to help, help, heal, help the pain. And so, which I get, I mean, that's so tough to deal with chronic pain like that. So I can see where he comes from there. And this is like, Right in the era where we were still just like, here's a bunch of pain pills. Yes. Eat them up like Smarties and yes. candy or whatever. Just yes. put them all in your hand and chomp on them. They're Skittles, That's baby. right. And so Jolie Jr. was known in the drug scene around the area. Um, like I said, not long after his accident at work, Jolie took to self-medicating to relieve the pain. And the drugs he mostly did, it was meth. And that was over the course of a few years. Um, meth would not have been my guess based on the I know, pain like thing. Her- I guess I don't heroin know. Heroin would be my guess because that's the typical going from narcotic pain medications to uh, heroin seems to be pretty common because it's I mean, that's, or morphine. That's what morphine's made out. Well, they're made from right, whatever right. it's called. Right. The the thing. What thing? What's it called? Chemical compound. The, the plant that they're both made of. Why can't I think of it? Oh my god! It's not poppy seeds. That's morphine. It's yeah. That, they're from the same thing. I don't think. I don't think morphine hydro- and uh, heroin. Yeah. They're oh no no oh yeah yeah. No, I was talking about hydrocodone. I don't think uh, that's from poppy. I don't remember. What not that's that I know from. it, but yeah, morphine and yes. heroin are from the same family. Whatever that plant is called. Poppy. A poppy. Yeah. What's the opium? Yeah. That's what I was looking there for. There it is. You got uh, it. Um. So yeah. So yeah, I would think more of like a system depressant, but you know, I mean. Uh, meth can make you feel invincible you know so you wouldn't feel the pain you know so it's just what he struggled with um and marissa also suggested that if it wasn't the drugs themselves that led to his disappearance then the next place to look would be the people that he hung out with when doing drugs so wanting to interview everyone that had seen joe lee the last night he was seen 
uh, police went to visit Myra Terry, the friend that was there. When interviewed, Myra confirmed Marissa's story. Myra also told the police that she had heard from a friend that Jolie had gotten into some really big, bad drug deal, but did not know the details. She's like, maybe they uh, did something to him. And so there was speculation then that it could have been a kidnapping case. So over the next two weeks, police kept surveillance kind of on the drug scene with people they knew that were involved, seeing if they said anything, see if they did anything. And they kept their ears open to any leads as well. Um, And police followed through on each of the leads that came in, but in the end, they they didn't find anything. So in desperate hope, Jolie Sr. went on the news and made a plea with the public for any information about his son's whereabouts. So, um, after Joe Lee Sr.'s plea for information in November 2010, so this is still the same year, someone called into the police department's um, tip line. Uh, the call came anonymously from a woman from a payphone at a local gas station. This payphones were still around. I was like, wow, that was not. It's been a while. Yeah, 2002, 2000. Well, it's 2010 here. So I, that must have been as they were phasing out because that was even, that's unusual. Um, so the woman told the tip line that Jolie Jr. had been shot and that he was dead, not just missing. And so when questioned who she was, the woman would not give that information, claiming a, quote, fear for her life. So not long after that tip, a call came in directly to Jolie Sr. Someone called and said there was a small remote cemetery on the east end of the county. The caller said that Joe Jr. had been buried there supposedly in a fresh grave and this was an old cemetery so it would be like easy to spot a fresh grave so what happened was joe senior and his daughter quickly acted on the tip got in their vehicle and started heading towards trask wood cemetery and the investigators were in tow behind them uh, and they were everyone was amped up ready to go ready to find jolie Uh, But however, when they got there, there was no fresh dirt anywhere. They walked all over the cemetery. They didn't find anything. And so it appeared the tip was a false lead. Um, So 10 months would roll by with no news or leads. Uh, Occasionally, they would run a little plug for him on the news stations and newspapers. uh, But 10 months without any solid leads. So in September of 2011... 2011 while speaking to joe lee jr's friends a discovery was made about the night he disappeared there were more people in the house than marissa and myra initially said there were two other people there dana and mark and those were two folks that were also known to be related to the drug scene in the area so the following afternoon detectives tracked down dana and she gave a statement about the night at marissa's house and in her statement She talked about how Marissa was involved with and made meth and that this was shocking as to the police because her name had never come up in recent years in conjunction with with the drug scene. But Dana stated it was the meth that brought everyone together that night at Marissa's house. So Dana stated that Jolie Jr. did show up that night. But it wasn't to get high. He said ever since he had proposed marriage to Marissa, he was sober and working to stay that way. And he really wanted to Marissa to do the same thing. So he was going there that night to dissuade Marissa from making and partaking in the meth. So he was he was trying to do the right thing. He wanted to have a really good life with he and Marissa together and start off strong. So that's awesome. But um, 
Oh, where was I? Da, 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 da. Oh, here I am. Okay. I will say people making and doing meth. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say red flag. It is a red flag. For a relationship. And good for Jolie for wanting to stop it and get everything right and trying to and trying to help Marissa too. Um, so anyway, so Jolie Jr. showed up, saw what was happening, that they were still, you know, Marissa still decided to cook it. He became enraged and he got into an altercation with Mark, the other guy at the house that night, who he was the one kind of encouraging Marissa to keep up participating in it, keep making it keep taking it and so and and joe lee jr knew this about mark and so that enraged him even more so it just all came to a head there and they got into a physical altercation and the woman there they couldn't break up the fight so marissa grabbed her pistol to fire just like a warning shot into the ground but that she fired it but it, it didn't phase the guys at all it was like they didn't even hear it so she fired another shot and this time she shot joe lee so dana said at this point she and Mark packed up the drugs, left the house, but was adamant when they left that Joe Lee Jr. was still alive and they did not hear any more gunshots. So then Mark was brought in for questioning and he confirmed basically uh, Dana's story. The altercation, he heard a pop and then Joe slumped to the ground saying, you shot me, you shot me. And Mark said he told Marissa to call an ambulance, but he and Dana were leaving. So they headed out to his truck and he said Joe Lee was alive when they left. They always say that, though. They do, but I think he actually think he was, and we'll talk about it more. Okay. But when he heard on the news that Jolie Jr. was missing, he said he he knew something was wrong, and he thought it might have to do with that night, and it did. But so on October third, two thousand eleven. So this is practically a year later. Investigators executed a search warrant on the house Marissa shared with her father. However, like I said, it had been a year and the search turns up nothing. However, Marissa's father comes forward and said he wanted to speak with investigators. And this all happens basically in a day. The search warrant, they didn't find anything. Marissa's dad finds out that they're searching the house and he has something he wanted to say. So at this time, though, Mr. Wright was in the hospital, but he called police, told them they would find two bodies in the backyard. That's more than I expected. That's two did you count that not one but two that's twice as many yes <laughs> it's double the amount so with a second search warrant in hand just literally like back to back hours later same day this time for the grounds of the house not just the house and everything in it this time for like the the grounds investigators head back to the right home however on the way there police hear a dispatch for an ambulance to the right house as well and so they're like crap and so come to find out when the police left the first time marissa wrote what appeared to be um uh, this is trigger warning a suicide note and then she ingested a bunch of pills and a neighbor had come in between like from the police being the first time the second time he came to the house and saw that marissa was having breathing difficulties and she was all kind of slumped over this is after she ingested the pills so he called the ambulance she was taken to the hospital to recover which Spoiler alert, she eventually did. Um, so in the note, Marissa did mention two bodies in the backyard. So confirming what her dad had said. One underneath a koi pond in the backyard and one just outside of the back door. And sure enough, once police got there, they dug up both of those areas. A skeletonized body was found right outside of the back door. Like they showed pictures. Literally, there's the back door, some steps down and immediately to the right. Immediately to the right of the steps. Uh, was where the first body was. And so 
Um, second was a body wrapped in tarps and duct tape found underneath the koi pond. It literally looked like a mummy, like all wrapped up real tight. Um, they showed pictures on the episode, but nothing. I mean, you didn't see anything, but anyways, but what the heck? Like I said, that was one too many people that we thought. So who was the second person? So we're kind of talk about that the day after the discovery of the two bodies, um, the body by the steps was identified as Jolie Jr. And the Richards family was obviously so sad of the discovery, but Jolie Sr. felt more at peace knowing what had happened to his son because he was adamant that this isn't normal. Something bad has happened. I know it has. And so unfortunately, his suspicions were confirmed. But the second body was later identified and it was Randall Anderson of Mabelville, which is in the same area. It's just outside of Benton Bryant in between Benton Bryant and Little Rock. And he had been reported missing several years prior, but not in, it probably was more in the Mabelville area versus this. So now it looks like detectives have a second homicide on their hands to solve. So after Marissa was released from the hospital after her suicide attempt, she was immediately arrested for the murder of Julie Jr. And once in the interrogation room, Marissa just, she started talking. She didn't really deny it. She just kind of started talking. So she said before she and Jolie got together, she had briefly dated Randall Anderson and their relationship soured in 2008 when Randall started to become abusive. She said, this is per her story. Whether he was or not, I don't know, but this is per her story. Their relationship further soured when she found out, excuse me, that Randall had stolen some of her mother's jewelry and this and sold it. And this was like right before her mother died. And so it was especially big deal when she found out and her mother was dead. Anyway, it was very upsetting. So Marissa claimed in February 2008, she confronted Randall about the stolen jewelry. She said she overcame Randall, tied him into a kitchen chair, and began to aggressively question him about the stolen jewelry. Like, that's some psycho stuff. It's like, I mean, that's like the first step to being a serial killer, which yeah, she was she almost pass- there. I think she passed a couple <laughs> steps. Um, so she told him that if he'd tell her where it was and she would let him go... And Randall either would not or could not tell her. So she proceeded in violence while questioning him. So when police asked her straightforward, how, how did he die? Marissa replied that Randall had suffocated when asked how she stated, quote, I took his air supply, which is such an odd way to say things. Yeah, there's a lot of times where people say like really weird roundabout versions of just like what you're trying to say. Yeah, just tell me what you did. And she did end up saying she had placed a plastic bag over his head and then left him there to suffocate, which he eventually did, which sounds awful. So after that, she asked for the help of a friend named Jay to help dispose of the body. So they wrapped him in plastic, drug him out of the house and placed him underneath the koi pond. So Marissa was not sorry and reveled in the fact of knowing where Randall was and that she had final control over him. She said she liked to look out on her yard and see it, see that koi pond there every day and know he was in there and couldn't hurt her anymore is what she said. This is all from police. They show the police interview on the episode. And so I was like, all right, well, uh, okay. So when asked about the death of Jolie Jr., Marissa 
basically confirmed Mark and Dana's story, saying she accidentally shot him and was trying to calm him in his frantic state. She was frantic and he ended up just dying. I don't know where he was shot. She stated she was aiming for his buttocks. She was trying to shoot him there to break up the fight, <laughs> which is not a good way to break up a fight. But No, don't. Don't, don't shoot somebody. Yeah, you're likely going to mess it up. And it did. It, it's not like in the movies where people are getting shot all the time and they're like, no, I'm an I'm action fine. hero. I'm fine. I'm the main character. I'm fine. Yeah, no, it's... I, so I don't know where she shot him, but, but it, it like, ended up being a fatal shot. Like, this straight up happens in um, the book, Battle Royale, where one of the kids tries to, like, aim towards somebody but not shoot them fatally and ends up messing up and just kills them Yep. on accident. Like, don't do that. Yeah. So please don't shoot anybody to try to break up a fight. I don't think it's going to end well. Um, so when she realized that Jolie Jr. was dead, she enlisted the help of Myra in burying his body outside the back door. Marissa stated she had no remorse killing Randall, but was in love with Jolie and it was an accident killing him and that she didn't mean to. And she was very upset about it. Not upset enough, but after her arrest and being charged with murder, Jolie Sr. wanted one thing and that was to see justice for his son against Marissa but this needed to be done quickly as Jolie Sr. was elderly and ailing. Wanting to make one of Jolie Sr.'s final wishes come true, the prosecution approached the defense about a plea deal, and on November 7, 2012, both sides came to an agreement. Marissa pled guilty to two first-degree murder charges with two life sentences. Now, and this was different than the initial. They were going for capital murder, and she was going to be charged for capital murder. I mean, and, and tri- I mean, tried for capital murder with the death penalty as an option. So this was better for her because she figured she would get convicted. Do you know if that would have been just for the 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 first killing? Because that one was like very much premeditated in the uh, way that you would think capital murder would be. I don't know. I thought I read it was a news article. Um, it was a KATV article, I think, that I read. Um, where, um, I thought it said both of them, two, okay. two, but maybe, but if you get it on one, I mean, definitely the first one for sure. I mean, you only need to get it successful on one. one. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, but she, she made a, she made a plea deal where she just, uh, pled guilty to life, to life, to two life sentences. So Myra Terry was sentenced to 10 years probation for her role in helping to bury, um, Jolie Jr. and Jay was arrested for his role in burying Randall Anderson, but charges against him were later dropped. And six months after Marissa's conviction, Jolie Sr. passed away, but at least he got to see justice for his son. And that's yeah. the story of Jolie Jr. and Randall Anderson. A surprise one. I know. There was two. Didn't see it coming. It was, it was more than I wanted. <laughs> yes there's too too many definitely <laughs> agreed the, uh, that first one is like straight up serial killer like 100%. nightmare scenario yeah. like tied up and tortured basically and yeah. then and then and then she's put a bag over his head till he's suffocated which takes longer than it does in movies that it sounds awful yeah anyway both both men didn't deserve i don't know if the abuse allegations are true or not if they are she didn't deserve that but also he didn't deserve to be murdered yeah probably not if i were to guess he didn't because mm, i mean it's just a good bet on most people they probably don't deserve to be tortured and murdered yeah yeah <laughs> even if they suck they yeah. usually don't yeah there's probably some exceptions out there we can yeah. find but you know yeah 
just making a guess. I, yeah, I think you're onto something. Oh boy. Um, so I guess we're we're at the end of the show, sort of. This is the part where we talk about whatever we feel like. Um, what you look? Well, some of what you're looking at. Yeah. So. Obviously, with the uh, the amount of time it took, it took longer than normal to get this episode out. So I've got a backlog. I do too. Um, I'm going to speed through most of it. Okay. Uh, because also, it's it's fine. It's not important. No, no, no. So, first of all, yes. Uh, the conclusion to the madness and mania. And WrestleMania. WrestleMania and March Madness. Uh, uh, March Madness was mostly pretty fun. The mm-hmm. championship game was good. Kansas won. Uh, they came Kinsaw. I, I think you, me Kinsaw. Well, yeah. they won the title, so they get to be K- Kansas for okay. now. Okay. Um, Kansas State. Uh, I'm still gonna call them Kinsaw State because their most recent game against Arkansas State, they still lost. Nice. From two years ago now. Uh, so. Uh, the the basketball title game was good. It was um, it was like a 15 point comeback or something and all that. WrestleMania was a lot of fun, like mm. shockingly so. Mm. Um, shout out to Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair for being awesome. And also shout out to, um, are you familiar with Jackass? Yes, I am. Uh, Sorry, just took so a drink of water. I'm Johnny good. Knoxville of Jackass fame had a match. Did he like, win? He did win. They, but they make, a wrestler. It, they make it that way, right? Yes, Caitlin, wrestling is fake. Okay. I'm not sure if you're... Okay. Familiar with this concept. Okay, just making sure. He did beat a real wrestler, okay. um, Sami Zayn, who is great. How did he do? Uh, it was amazing. It was shockingly entertaining. Great. It was really funny. He's used to these. It was way funny. Like there's, <laughs> the best part is probably this is this is on uh, camera work was great. Where Sami Zayn is walking outside the ring, he's just like disheveled, like frustrated with the whole thing because also all the other jackass people keep coming out and fighting with them <laughs> and uh there's a part where just like out of nowhere this giant hand just like mechanical hand comes and just like annihilates him and it's the camera set up perfectly that you can't see it at all and so he's just like walking by and he's like bam a big old hand hits him That's and he lost because he got trapped under a giant mouse trap and this pinned is, oh my god it was incredible it was one of the best things i ever watched all time all my life andrew i'm so happy for you that's really exciting it was really funny so that was a good show overall um also the stone cold match was shockingly good uh-huh. um so you know uh pro basketball is happening now so i've been watching that the grizzlies lost last night but they also came back from a 20 point deficit earlier it's a whole wow. thing basketball's been fun um i finished horizon forbidden west oh would you like it I liked it a lot. It took me a long final time. clock was eighty three hours Holy of game cow. time. The ending goes some places and sets up the sequel. Um, cool. The after that we got. I started trying to catch up on some Marvel stuff. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. So I finally watched Black Widow, which I thought was pretty, pretty okay. Pretty good. Yeah. It was better than I expected because yeah. people were like, "It's not very good," and it's like, "It's it's all right." Yeah. I like the vibe of the like spy thriller mixed with comic book uh, stuff that they uh-huh. do. But they haven't ever done it as well as they did with the first one, which was Winter Soldier, yeah, which is like true. the best, one of the best ones. Yeah. But I like the vibe of that. And like, they tried to do that with uh, Winter Soldier and Fal- Falcon Winter Soldier. And I didn't think that, that show was not I, very good. No, I was pretty bored with that show. I didn't finish it. I was so bored. I do wonder if any of it was like COVID stuff messed it up. Cause there's I don't like, I think so. I saw the Nando V Movies uh, YouTube video. He did one where it's like theorizing that maybe there was more of a 
thing about like a plague going through stuff. And it's like oh, there's like yeah, yeah. weird stuff that they're talking about a plague sort of, but they only talk about it very rarely. Yeah. And so that's it's like true. did they cut a bunch of stuff? They might have. Because they didn't want to invoke COVID because that was still happening hardcore. Well, it's picking back up. I have literally two friends right now with COVID. My friend Drew, (laughs) stuck in Spain right now. Well, I was talking to a friend. I was like, we we were like, yeah, it's not so much that we beat COVID. It's just that we gave up. Yeah. We just gave up. And I think it will be kind of like the flu where we have seasons of it. And I don't really know. I don't know, man. We shall see. Yeah. Um. I saw Eternals mm. is boring. It's yeah. over two and a half hours long. I like Barry Keevan though. Is that the Irish mind guy. control guy? Yeah, Irish guy. Yeah. The whole movie, I was just like, I wish this was over. Yeah, it was I'm, I'm glad I'm only half paying attention because it sucks. Yeah. It's really boring. Yeah. Um, the, my favorite part, uh, this is going to be a spoiler. This movie doesn't matter. It does not matter that you're going to be spoiled. Um, when the Celestial shows up at the end and you see his big old head. Yeah. Remind me of Rick and Morty with the Cromulans. Yeah. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. That's all I, I could, could think of. I thought of that too. Yes. Maybe if it were a better movie, I wouldn't have thought of that. I think, it, I think in it. fact, when we watched it, that's what I said. I said, show me what you got. Cause we were at <laughs> it was, home. It was my first thought. I was like, all right. Yeah. Not great. And what else did you watch? Uh, Shang-Chi. So yeah. again, Marvel. I thought the better than Eternals. It's better. It's still not good. Really? It's very mediocre. Yeah. The, the Did first you like fight Aquafina? Scene, she was fine. She wasn't overbearing as much as I thought. There was points where I was worried she was going to get uh-huh. like real overbearing. Uh-huh. Me too. Because they do this in Marvel because Tony Stark was so popular. They're like, we need a... Quippy. Yeah, quippy, sassy. wisecracking yeah. doofus or whatever. And it's like, you don't need every character to do that. They have too many characters who do this. That's why like the dynamic between Captain America and Iron Man works is that they're very different characters. Right. You don't need everybody to be the next Iron Man. Yeah. Like, it was one of the things that bothered me about Hawkeye, the TV show, Didn't was Kate it. Bishop, uh, the, who's going to be the new Hawkeye, mm-hmm. and she's a girl. Can you believe such a thing? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> huh. Girls. <laughs> who's that? My favorite. Um, <laughs> but she's like, real quippy all the time, and it's like, sassy teenager we, we can't have every character be Iron Man. Yeah. You need to have different characters. But... Also, she's not the main character, so I guess it's fine. Because the main character is kind of not that way. He is kind of... Jeremy Renner? No, uh, sorry, from Shang-Chi. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I liked him. He, he wasn't as quippy. He was a little bit. But not... But I like I like their dynamic together. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're best friends. And it wasn't one of those things where it was like, are you just telling us, though? You're not yeah, showing she... me that they're best friends? It felt like they were like, they had good dynamic together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a bus fight scene towards it's the beginning, cool. which is really cool. Was cool. And I thought, all right, I'm on board. But uh, eventually I was just like, I'm bored and I want this movie to end. Yeah. Yeah. Basically when it got more CGI, yeah. the rings flying around stuff was kind of just nothing to me. Yeah. Um, Moon Knight, we're mm, four, four mm-hmm. episodes in. It's real good. I, I like it, it so far. I do too. There's only we haven't two talked left. much about it. There's only two left. Yeah, I think it's only six episodes. Wow. Yeah, I've been watching Moon Knight. Really like it. Love Oscar Isaac. He's he's my man. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. And I like that they've gone out of their way to make it not super connected to other Marvel stuff. It, let it stand yeah, alone. like at all. Really, there's there's like some stuff like in the background you can see whatever the organization is that does like relocation from Hawkeye and Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Like there's an okay. advertisement on a bus or something. Oh, that's pretty. But removed, they, though. 
Yeah, like they they said they went out of their way to make sure there wasn't a bunch of stuff like that. Okay, cool. And also they've said like Oscar Isaac is only signed on for this show and the show alone. And I heard that he stepped away like and that he's done. Like that's it. He's done. He did his thing. He's done. Maybe he's like, listen, I gotta go do the second Dune movie. No, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Spoilers. Spoiler. (laughs) I mean, that's like the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's all the Marvel stuff. Um, <laughs> that's just Marvel. Yeah. So why don't you go for a second? Well, I know some of them we're going to talk about together. Um, I, I will continue Marvel. It's Sony Marvel, and that would be the crap Marvel. show that is Morbius. Let me tell you, I went in. I I'm a. I, I am not as much of a critic as Andrew. I'm like, yeah, that was pretty good. Caitlin's like when you're an eight-year-old child and you're yeah. just like, this is a movie? It's sure. a superhero movie. I'm, I'm here Stuff's for it. Stuff's happening. I don't know. I'm fine with well, it. Well, let me tell you. Uh, I felt like Andrew watching this movie because I was like, this is garbage. This is this is no good. It was it was boring. It The story was so disconnected. It was no good. And if you don't know what Morbius is, it's the vampire. The living vampire. Jared Leto movie. Yeah, he's a doctor vampire. Yeah, it was awful. It was so bad. Poor Matt Smith. I love him. He's such an amazing, incredible actor. And Matt Smith was in this. If you don't know Matt Smith, he played Eleven from Doctor Who, Doctor Number Eleven. I was like, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. Because I was, I was thinking Eleven from Stranger Things. I was like, that's a very different person. <laughs> no, he also played the King in was a uh, the, the Crown. I think, yeah, yeah, the Crown. Whichever one of those stupid royal shows. It's the Crown. It's the one that kind of started things off after Downton Abbey. Hey, you know my opinion of the Royals. <laughs> Uh, we, we stepped away from them in 1776. I'm not interested in your weird inbred cousin marrying weirdos. <laughs> it's not so much anymore. Although yeah, a except, bit. except when they don't inbreed, they get all mad at them. That's true. Like what happened with, they didn't like Diana. They didn't like, um, but she was, she actually one. was, um, Diana, she was like a lady before yeah, but she, saying, but like the Royals did not like her. Because she was very much a people's princess. Yeah. People's princess. Because she touched people with AIDS. That's right. She did do that. With her bare hands. Go for her. Man, she was such an angel. Yeah, and they didn't like Meghan Markle because Meghan Markle's American. <laughs> well, and also not white. Yeah, that's Yes. So, I mean, yeah. they want the gene pool to be a little too close together, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, they do. They want to be like Alabama cousin Marion weirdos. But we're rich. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. That's basically, they're just rich confederates. <laughs> No, stop. That's their. That's what they are. Uh, Morbius, bad. Did not care about it. I like. Um, I'm just going to spoil the uh, the end credits because who cares? Okay, yeah, where, go ahead. Where, if you want to skip the movie and you want the end credit scene, here we go. I just think it's very funny the idea that they brought Vulture of the MCU into it. Yes, they just did randomly, and I think it's funny because they're so obviously trying to set up a Sinister Six movie again, and they tried doing that with Amazing Spider-Man too. Oh. If you, so if you ever saw Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think it's... Which one Which one is that? That is the second Garfield. Okay, okay. That's the one with Electro and Green Goblin uh-huh. and Gwen Stacy dies. Yes. Spoilers. Also, that's in the comics. And it happens also, somewhat similar. Also, that movie similar. was forever years ago. It's not very good either, so don't worry. That's why they stopped making those. But Andrew Garfield is so good. He's not very good as Peter Parker, if you ask me. He's a good actor, because, though. Yeah, he's a good actor, but I'm saying he shouldn't be Peter Parker because Peter Parker should be a loser nerd. And Andrew Garfield's like, look at me, I'm a cool guy with hair and skateboarding. Like, that's he, you're not Peter Parker. Although, yeah, yeah, Peter Parker, yeah. But, but anyway, they 
the Sinister Six, which is like a group of super villains mm-hmm. who try to fight Spider-Man all the time. It's a lineup that changes, but they tried to set it up in Amazing Spider-Man 2 where they're like, here's the lab with the backpack that has the Dr. Octopus backpack and here's the oh, <laughs> here's okay. the vulture wings. Okay. And this is before the Tom Holland vulture showed up even because uh-huh. they were like, we're going to do a Sinister Six movie. Just kidding. We're canning all of this. And I guess now... They're going to try and do it again. Because they got Venom. They got Morbius. They've got... They got um, the spider stuff. They got Vulture now. They've got... Um, they're. I think they're doing a Craven the Hunter movie, who's a Spider-Man villain. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, why Why are they doing this? This I, is Sony, too. This isn't even Marvel. Yeah, well, this, it's some Marvel, is, but it's Marvel and Sony. Yeah, this is the from Spum, the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel movies. I don't like that. Spum. <laughs> <laughs> Took that from some other podcast because I like it. it. Don't like it. Michael Morbius of the Spum universe. (laughs) So yeah, Morbius was no good. It was no good. But I tell you what was good. They talked about doing that movie forever too, and they always had Jared Leto attached to it, even before COVID like caused everything to get messed up. Messed up. They were like, "We're gonna do a Morbius," and Jared Leto's attached, and it's like, "But why? Why are you doing a Morbius movie? Nobody could possibly care." I thought it's a cool idea but it it failed it failed bad 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 but what was good was okay a couple things went to go see a live show last week it was rain which is the beetle it's a there are beetles they used to have a broadway show rain did and it's the beetles they're like a cover band and they did so good even the freaking bass guitarist who was the paul mccartney character I mean, they, they all spoke in a Liverpool accent very convincingly. And even the guy that played Paul McCartney used a left-handed bass guitar because Paul McCartney's left-handed and he has a left-handed bass guitar. So... I wonder if that guy's also left-handed. Or it if could he, be. What if he's right-handed and he's just that good? A lot of people do that crap, and it, which is pretty incredible. But he, he even had a left-handed bass guitar. And so that was pretty... It was really great. It was the first one of the first like big live performance things I've done since COVID stuff, and it was it was so good. Um, also, Severance on a- Apple. That's an Apple TV Plus. Apple one. TV. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it was so good. Directed by Ben Stiller, and it's like the right amount of touching and a little kind of creepy and off putting. Sounds that way. Um, yes, because it's, it's in it, but it has Adam Scott on it, who's very charismatic. And he's just really great in that role. Uh, but the premise is that you get a chip implanted, and when you have it, it's called it's called being severed. When you get that chip implanted, it's called being severed. And the point is, is that there are triggers, there are like sensors that will kick that implant on and off in your brain. And so the point is, is that you get total separation, you get work life separation you're once you get to work and get down in an elevator to a certain point your work self kicks in you like your consciousness of your work self kicks in and like basically your work self doesn't leave because all they are they're only alive within work basically and then outside of it you're just you you don't you don't have to worry about work at all you don't even know what you do because you can't help you have your memories of it so it's pretty cool it was really good left on a cliffhanger I can't wait for the second season. It was so well done and the acting's so good. Adam Scott's so great. It sounds really good and I'm trying to think of there's there's um it seems like there's a lot of stuff with Apple TV Plus that's been Yeah, really coming out yes, that people yeah. are like big into, like um that show After Party seems pretty good. Oh it's, yeah, I think I've heard about that. 
And they have Ted Lasso, which people love. Yes. I still haven't watched it. I need to watch it. Probably other things that I can't think of. They were doing Foundation, but I don't think anybody liked that. Yeah, I stopped halfway through because I thought I was going to love it, and it was really boring. Uh, Fun fact, the book is kind of boring, too. Oh, have you read it? I've read most of it. What's it called again? Foundation. Hmm. Yep. I mean, it's it's a bunch of heady sci-fi stuff. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think it it's interesting, but I didn't finish the book because... It got boring. Well, because I'm dumb and don't read books. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Also watching another sci-fi show. Um. Andrew asked me, I told him the name of it, and he said, is it a Western? And I was like, kind of. It's called Outer Range, and it's on um, Prime. Prime. I yes. looked it up because Caitlin was like... I, th- I was like, oh, is this like another Yellowstone because no. that got big? And she was like, it's got like a sci-fi thing. And it said something about a black void. And yeah. I was like, I'll keep my eye on that. It has Ron... No, not Ron Perlman. Thanos. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Thank you. Uh, it has Josh Brolin in it. And he's really great. I mean, he's he reminds me of my dad, just like a stoic cowboy. And and he it's it's really good. But yeah, it takes place in like Montana or something on a sprawling ranch. So this black void appears and anyways, it's, it's, it's really, it's pretty intense so far. It's only got four episodes out right now. I think, I think they are releasing two a week. Okay. Um, it's real good. I, I mean, it's, it's a slow burn, but it's definitely, there is something weird going on. What is it? I don't know. We probably will never know. Um, or we won't know by the end of the season. There'll be more stuff to there do. Be. <laughs> um, Easter with my niece and nephew was wonderful. They, I got woke up very early to watch them hunt Easter eggs, and that's all I could ever want in life. It was beautiful. They were so happy. And that's Somebody the reason for be. Easter is hunting eggs. <laughs> listen, I know my niece doesn't listen to this, so I can say this. There was no carrots for the Easter bunny, and she was very sad, and I wanted something to leave out for the Easter bunny to eat. So she was like, well, bunnies drink water. And I was like, all right, we'll leave a glass of water out. And then she's like, but we don't have any carrots. What do we have? And I was like, well, we have Cheetos. Those are orange. And we have a block of cheddar cheese. There you go. <laughs> so we made a cheddar cheese Cheeto plate. So Ooh, I was. What you should have done with this cheddar cheese. Was it like a block of cheese? Yes. Okay. Should have done. Shred it up. Like, yeah. Take like two. Like, I don't know if you could get like a, uh, maybe like two spoons or two knives or something. Put them together. So it looks like buck teeth, like scrape through it. <gasps> Oh, that's such a cute idea. Yep, I'm adorable. I know. That, look at you. I'm going to use that next year, but what? I have to buy an entire block of cheddar cheese. Yes, and it'll be worth it. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, we used to leave carrots out um, for Santa for the reindeer. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. Aww. Nothing for the Easter Bunny though. No, I did, that was... It, wh- that's a new one. It was cute. It's Whatever. Should we leave it out, stuff out for Santa, so why should we leave I guess, yeah, it's Easter? logical. It's yeah. like, why wouldn't we... Why do we not like the Easter Bunny as much? Yeah, he's hungry too. He has to go to all the houses. Santa's just here because Jesus was born. Big that's, whoop. <laughs> that's right. The whole point of the religion is that he died for our sins and then was resurrected. The Easter Bunny's more important than Santa. Obviously. Hot take here. Uh, he hides the eggs. Did Jesus hide eggs? Didn't think so. Well, that's, anyway, the, just that's the part where it's like, Taking stuff from pagan, pagan holidays. Yeah. Sort, of like, actually watched, sort of like a lot of Christmas stuff. I thought I sent you a TikTok about that, but I did see a TikTok about Maybe. that. Maybe. I'm still it traumatized because of all the annoying kids from high school who would always point that out at Christmas. Be like, it's actually yeah, but, a pagan holiday. And it's like, yeah, I know. We I don't. Know. That's fun and all, but that's not like a gotcha moment. That's not going to end Christianity. Like, <laughs> what are you know. doing? Yeah. Um, Mowed the yard for the first time this season. Here we go. Always a mistake. Uh, yeah. 
uh, read a book that was good. Oh, I thought you said you turned red because you, you are red. Oh, I did. I literally was only out there for three hours, maybe three and a half. Only? That's quite a while. It's not First that. getting sunburned. How, what do you mean? You think that's a long time? You think sunburn developed then? For Obviously it did. But, but my parents were outside all day and neither of them got sunburned. Maybe they weren't doing yard work like you do. Pasty, I told Hallie I'm a pasty too. princess. Yeah, um, my hands, the the backs of my hands are literally burned. Yeah. The tops of them. Like this is some real like. <laughs> how many times we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Moment. I know. I t- I texted Andrew the first thing I did. I was like, I know I'm sunburned. I was like, you think I would learn? Because I went through this last year and the year before. I think probably the year, it's it's an every year thing here. Yeah. Uh, I I learned. I know. I know. Yeah, we'll see. So the last house on the street was a book that I read. It was good. It has to do with civil rights and love. And it was surprisingly good and emotional. And then I read a book called All the Murmuring Bones, which I love because it takes place in Ireland. And the narrator is Irish. So I loved it. Um, it was good. It, it was it kind of brought in some folklore, Irish folklore, like selkies and uh, water horses and things like that. Um, it was pretty cool. Um, I liked it a lot. It's kind of a mystery. I liked the main character. It was good. All the murmuring bones. Um, okay. I was wondering what the last word was. Bones. For, yeah. All the murmuring bones. I thought you said boons. I was like. Boons. Okay. No, bones. Um, and right now I am reading. Uh, I'm listening. I, I listen to audiobooks. I'm listening to Wicked, The Life and Lies of blah, 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 blah. There's a second part behind it, but it's what the musical is based off of, but it's absolutely nothing like the musical except oh. they're Elphaba's green and her name is Elphaba and Galinda is making an appearance now. And is it basically like, she's not as wicked as you thought? Yeah. I mean, I think it will be, but I'm all, I'm not far into it yet. So I saw it on Broadway. I, it's you. I thought John had, and I was like trying to get him to guess what book I was listening to. And I was like, you saw it on Broadway. And he's like, fan of the opera. I was like, no, he's like, that's what that, I just never <laughs> see. That's the closest I've gotten to Broadway. <laughs> and I was like, I thought you saw it on Broadway. No, it was me. It was you. And I didn't care. So I didn't appreciate it. It was you. I was just monster. there. I was just there to make people jealous. You did. Um, I remember getting some real strong post 9-11 yes. vibes because there's, because oh. there's, I, I forget what happens, but it's a lot of like, if you're not with us, you're against us. George Bushian type stuff. Oh, I think weird. It said, that might be just musical only. I don't know. And I don't remember the context of exactly how that happened, but that's hmm. the thing that sticks out. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it didn't have to do with nylon, but yeah. Anyway. Um, and last, well, a couple of things. Um, two movies that you and I both want to see. We talked about this. You definitely have to see The Northman because... Okay. Um, and we both want to see... The, everything, everywhere, all at once. No, the other one that I want to see that you don't actually want to see. Oh, the Nicolas Cage one. Oh, Ma- yeah. The, Ni- the yeah. something weight of massive talent or something. Yeah, it yeah. It looks really weird. Nick I want to Cage see Nick Cage plays Nick Cage. Yes. Yes. It, <laughs> it actually got good reviews. It's like, getting nothing but good reviews, That's basically. pretty funny. It's because uh, what Pedro Pascal's in it. Yes. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is great. I won't have... I, I refuse to accept anybody who hates on him, who disagrees. I will just, I mean, maybe he's not great, but I will say, um, he had, uh, a Reddit AMA where, uh, that's ask me anything. 
where he, <laughs> people were asking about like his effort and stuff, and he was like, "I always give a hundred percent, even in these crap movies that I'm in." He didn't say him. crap movies, yeah, but which is like, I appreciate that because like you can tell he's at least he's going for something, yeah. Whether it's good or bad, he's doing something. He's not just phoning it in, like I don't know, David Carradine in the '80s when he was just like drunk on set, just like oh, I don't know, God. Uh, but yeah, the Northman. Somebody, so a TikTok I saw it said completes the trilogy of those for the director. He did the Lighthouse, which we've talked about, the Vivitch, the yes. Witch, which we've talked about. And, and you've then never the actually Northman. seen it though. What the Witch? I have seen most of it. You saw and not in succession in non chronological order. Y- yeah, you, you saw part of it, and then and six then months later you saw, saw the other part of it. Most of what you think you didn't see, but also maybe you skipped some parts. I'll, Who's to say? I'll sit and watch it in its entirety sometime soon. But the Northman's coming out soon. It's got a Skarsgård son in it. Um, it's got uh, it's got a really good lady. Anya Taylor Joy with the big eyes. She plays in the witch. Um, then it's got uh, Nicole Kidman is in it. It's got a really great cast. Uh, Bjorn, the singer, Bjorn is in it. You mean Bjork? Bjork. Or is that a different person? Nope, you got it. What's Bjorn? What am I saying? It's a person's name. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I meant Bjork. Yes. Okay. That's what I meant. I mean, Bjorn is a name that people have, I think. I meant Bjork, the, the singer chick. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay, that one. That's, that's why I said her name. Yeah, she's in it. So it looks really good. It looks, it's got that kind of like dark, creepy feel, but I think it's be really good. Yeah, it's. I think I'm excited. Oh, and everything, everywhere, all at once. It, I've it seen. It looks good. I've some some guy was like, "It's the weirdest movie I've ever seen," but I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, it's just really, really good. It, From what I hear, do you remember that book I read? Um, probably last year the year before at this point the something library the or whatever. midnight library yeah. yes so in that book um it's like I, about how your life could have been be different d- it, at any decision you made could have changed the trajectory of your life and these pe- this person in the book got to see what her life was like and decide if she wanted to insert herself see, into that life and this makes me want to watch that movie even more because i've been playing a game called chrono cross uh-huh. and it's about like different dimensions mm. and you meet different people and all the time they're talking about like i wonder what my life would have been differently if i'd done this and that and yeah. so then you go to the other dimension you see and it's like oh instead of being a fisherman you gave it up because somebody died and you start worshiping this weird voodoo doll in your basement that's yeah and then the voodoo doll joins you in your party and <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> it's really funny that's but, you funny know, you start leaving the voodoo doll just <laughs> jumps up and is like i'm gonna come with you and the guy's like yeah. the guy who worships it's like Wait, wait you're not supposed to move. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's going to be good. I've heard really great things, and I think I'll probably cry. Um, to me, the book, if it's anything like the book, it's not based off of it that I know of, but just it sounds similar. Yeah. But if it's anything like the book, it leaves you at the end of it being grateful for the life you had. Um, and, that, and that was her thing. She had tried to trigger warning, commit suicide, and just could see her life how it could have been so many other ways but she was like i don't like it because it's not like this in my life i don't like it because it's not like this in my life and she's like well holy crap i just want my life and i was like yeah it doesn't (laughs) matter you just gotta love life so i don't know if it's gonna movie's gonna be like that but i imagine if it is there will be some tears on my end well 
I've been watching a couple of shows that are only on Peacock, so oh. nobody's going to be able to watch them. Okay. Uh, AP Bio. I've yes. been going back through it. So they originally made it. It was on NBC for two seasons, and then they were talking about canceling it, but then Peacock came around. They're like, we'll do it Peacock only. Mm-hmm. So I've, I just got to the third season. show's really good. It's about a teacher who is a former college uh, philosophy teacher who gets kicked out of Harvard because he tries to assault an old man at a meeting and because he gets mad at him and stuff. Um, It's uh, Glenn Howerton, who is um, Dennis on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And so he's teaching AP Bio, except he's not teaching AP Bio at all. He spends the whole time trying to get revenge on this other guy who is another philosophy teacher who is working at Stanford. And so he's constantly coming up with schemes with the students and the students are kind of like not super into it at first, but then they get into the idea, but they also really want to learn biology. And he's like, no, we're not learning biology. That's the most important thing. (laughs) There's like one part where they're like, we're going to figure out how to get his DNA. And then they're explaining DNA and he gets all mad and he's like, no, you're just doing biology now. We're (laughs) not doing this. Um, That that show's really funny. That sounds funny. Uh, The other one is Girls 5 Eva. Yeah. It stars uh, Busy Phillips, that lady. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a singer lady. Let's see if you can figure out how I'm supposed to say this name. Okay. Sarah Borealis. Sarah Borealis. Okay. Borealis. Yep. <laughs> Is that right? Borealis. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> She's like the main character. Oh, okay. It's a, Is she singing in it? Yeah. Oh, cool. There, She's part of a... Well, she was a part of a uh, girl group in like... Uh, like early 2000s, late 90s. They're Atlas. And they were, they were called Girls 5 Eva. And they, they had like a, they're a one hit wonder and their song gets used as a sample in a rap song. So then they all get kind of back together and do oh, stuff. Oh, cool. And it's very silly. It's made by, I guess, people who did 30 Rock because it has the same vibe. Can I just say that I love Sarah Bareilles? She was in Waitress. I think that's her, Waitress the Musical. And she has such an incredible voice. And she's a great piano player. She is so talented. She plays a little piano. Oh, does she? There's a, there's like a, a little a, tiny one? No. Oh. A little as in not a lot of piano playing. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a lot of songs in it that are, they're all very silly. They're like vaguely based on like girl group songs, but they're like more blunt versions of them, I guess. <laughs> where I it's bet like, she helped write it because she's a, she's a songwriter. You would hope, you would think so. Yeah. There, there's like. A song that's like we're the perfect girlfriends because our dads are dead so you don't have to impress them and stuff oh, no. <laughs> like weird stuff like that oh, and no. my mom is too busy so she won't judge you either <laughs> oh no and so, that's funny um and also their girls five eva because uh-huh. they're going to be famous longer than forever oh. um and they're gonna be friends three together because that's longer than two that's more than that's one more than two together <laughs> or something stupid like that that's funny and they say that every once in a while it's like let's hang out three together or something hang out together yeah that's funny it's it's really good uh there's a second season coming which i was shocked about it's coming in may oh very exciting cool so those are the things i watched how about the batman we saw i saw the batman we saw it the batman it was i it was okay for me what i was really impressed about rob pattinson was committed to a very depressing uh (laughs) batman version batman bruce wayne if he were way into the cure (laughs) 
Because, well, yeah, because it's not even like the other Batman tropes. Like, oh, well, we see him at a party and he's rich and he's yeah, he doesn't do any of that. He went to a party and was so depressed and wore eyeliner, like total emo move. His hair is black. It's very emo Batman. Also, it was a little boring to me at the end. I was like, all right, come on, let's wrap it up. It it dragged on a bit. Yes, it is almost three hours. Wow, the Rob Pattinson did, did did a good job, and I am so impressed by Colin Farrell's makeup. Yeah. Uh, and also, John Turturro was Falcone. Yes, he I was. was. Like, that guy. All right. I he did. was like really oh, good. John too. Turturro was in is in Severance. Well, and there he you go. is incredible. And he does he like. He so spot on. It's weird how like comedy actors are always like really good at drama stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, what? Oh, I. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of weird because like almost every version of Batman, Bruce Wayne is like not necessarily even a party boy, but he is like an upstanding play, yeah. c- citizen. Like. He's Mr. Rich. Yeah. And yeah. Whereas this one, it's just like, he's a trust fund kid who's really weird. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes. Which is, you know what? That's realistic enough for me. Yeah. Trust fund kids would probably be really weird, especially yeah. if they watched their parents be murdered in front of them. I thought um, Zoe Kravitz is, it was a little cringy there. Her character could have not been in the movie probably. Yeah. It was very unnecessary. They cram um, a lot because they got Catwoman, Penguin, and Riddler in there. Yes. And then Joker there for a second. Yeah, Spoiler. they shouldn't have done that, in my mind. Why? Just, like, don't even do it. And Barry Keevan will be playing that role if they reprise everybody. I mean, have they gotten rid of uh, What's-His-Face from The Flash yet? Who? Ezra. Ezra Miller? Yeah. Is he associated been... with this? No, but I'm just wondering if, like, Ezra Miller, is a, he's, he's associated with, like, a different DC property, and they still haven't, like, at last I saw, kicked him out of it after all the weird stuff he's been up to. I imagine it's only a matter of time because he's, something's not right. Something's yeah. not right. He, Whether it be drugs, whether it be him being have a mental break, it doesn't matter. He's, he needs help. Something's, he's spiraling. Something's wrong. And this isn't like the, these most recent ones are not the first time. Like, he choked somebody, yeah. like, years not, ago. Oh, like, really? It was like a couple years ago, a year or two ago, I think. Really? It was... I think around the time Justice League, maybe even oh. around the time the Zack Snyder one was coming out, but it was it was not, not that. it wasn't the most recent stuff where there's like a big incident and then soon after another incident. Well, and I saw on TikTok she, it was a girl who had a lot of pictures with him, so and she was like, uh, "Now I can finally admit it. People will believe me. This is my abuser." And it was her and Ezra. Lots of pictures of her and Ezra Miller. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. It's just some girl posting stuff on TikTok, yeah, saying that he beat beat the crap out of her. Um. But anyway, back to Batman. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did that. That was on me. I sent this it down that you. path. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. I I actually liked it. I liked it a lot. I did not feel like I wish this was over in the way I was when I was watching Eternals and mm-hmm. Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was still pretty invested. Yeah. Um, I like their version of Gotham, which I don't know if you recognized any of it, but they like... Smashed up a bunch of skylines, am- right? It's an amalgamation of like... Like they shot in Liverpool and Edinburgh. Weird. So they like create like this... It makes it this really unique, weird American city out of time mm-hmm. where because it has such a unique look. Cool. And it's, all, and it's real nice and greasy looking, like yeah. a gross Gotham. Yeah. But I like when they have Gotham be really different. Like the Batman 89, it was a lot of like gothic art deco stuff. The Batman AMA series did a lot of art deco, old timey stuff. Mm-hmm. That like, it gives it this like quality where it's, 
it's not right, right. I guess. Something's a little off. Multi- uh, multiversy. Yeah, it makes it very unique mm-hmm. as a city. Whereas like the Nolan films, it's just like, check out Chicago, but different. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, those movies are good, but yeah. Um, I don't like how invincible he is in this movie. He is very invincible, yes. I, I don't want to go into spoilers, but there is straight up in the trailer, there's a part where he's just standing still and some dudes are standing like a couple feet from him firing automatic weapons mm-hmm. and hitting him every time. And he's just like, yep, this is fine. Ah, it hurts a little bit. He doesn't even act like that. I'll flinch for a second. I don't even think he flinched because he's vengeance. <laughs> I am vengeance. It's weird when people call him vengeance. That's yeah. the thing that they do in the movie that I find very off-putting. You're like, okay. Don't, don't do that. Which, that's part of his character arc in a way. We won't get into it because oh. of spoilers. Okay. If you think about it. Um, but yeah, I don't like how invincible he is. But I like, because especially... They set it up like, you know, he's, he's in the shadows and they have these shots where it's like a hallway that's completely dark and they kind of linger on it. Like, is he going to come out of that? No. Anyway, next thing. But, <laughs> and it was, but it was like really cool and really effective. But then he's just like, I'm out here just taking all the bullets. I don't have to be the shadows, really. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't know. There, so there's some stuff that's not super great. But overall, I like it quite okay. a lot. I wonder if there's going to be a multi-film ambitious ambition i mean probably they're already trying to set it up because they introduced the joker i got a lot they of always do there. the joker the penguin didn't really do too much to be honest he was more of like a side character yeah riddler was the main villain of this film i think penguin the way they set it up i, I think penguin becomes a bigger deal later without mm-hmm. going into it okay but the way it is set up it's clearly like he's gonna be the guy and hopefully he has some umbrellas with like guns and swords in them like in the comics that'd be cool that'd be he cool. needs to do that yeah um, also, I've been watching a little bit of Batman from the 60s, Adam West. Oh, cool. A very different Batman. Very, a very silly, funny very Batman. Very silly. Um, the first episode has the Riddler, and part of the Riddler's plan is that he pretends that he's attacking somebody, or he makes it look like he's attacking somebody, and then Batman comes in and apprehends him, and Riddler's like, I wasn't doing anything, and the guy who's with him is like, it's true, he was just offering me a lighter. It was like a lighter that looked like a gun and this whole goofy plan. And the plan is he's going to sue Batman for attacking him. And by suing him, he has to show up to court because Batman's an honest man. And by doing so, he has to give up his real identity. Does he? <laughs> no, he gets oh around it. But that's like, that's what Batman from the 60s is like. It's, it's very goofy. silly. It's I love goofy. it. It's really good. That's fun. That's fun though. It's intentionally goofy. Yeah. It's not like they were trying to make Dark Knight and just were incompetent. Right. <laughs> they were... Because that was also of that time because the Comics Code Authority was around because Batman when he started was just straight up shooting people with guns. Oh. And Comics Code Authority came no, no. around and they're like, you can't do that anymore. So then the stories got way sillier. I like it though. It's kind of campy and a good break... I like that Batman can be all of those things. Yeah, yeah. Lots of interpretations. You can have your Batman animated series where it's dark and gritty and stuff. And then you can have Batman from the 60s where it's very silly and he can't get rid of a bomb because there's nuns around. and (laughs) He literally wears tights. Yeah, he's in a bathing suit. <laughs> exactly. And Robin is a grown man wearing a Speedo. That's right. He doesn't have pants or leggings or whatever. That's just his bare legs. Oh. <laughs> That's cool. Burt Ward claims that they that um, they had to be careful because their wieners were too big. Oh, okay. That's what he claims. Okay, sure. I don't know. Also, fun fact. This is the last thing I can tell you, but because um, I, I, we need to go. Okay. But, um. Adam West 
And the guy who played the Riddler got invited to a party in Hollywood once. Mm-hmm. And they show up. And they show up in their costumes. Uh-oh. And are acting like jackasses the whole time. Uh-oh. Because what they got invited to was an orgy. Oh, no. <laughs> and eventually they got kicked out. Because they were just running around like jackasses in their costumes. <laughs> <laughs> in character. Oh, no. You're like really, really killing the vibe here, guys. Really killing the vibe. Guys, this is not my kink. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need you guys to go. Everybody is turned way off right now. Oh, man. That's fun. Adam West is pretty cool. Yeah. I like his episode in the Batman animated series where he plays a fake Batman of sorts. That's fun. Yeah. That's cool. So anyway. All right. The Batman. It's on HBO Max. Just watch it. It's streaming. You don't have to pay extra. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go to a theater with a bunch of coffin weirdos. Yeah. I will say, I felt pretty well protected at Morbius. There was nobody around us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nobody at all. Anyway. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. This has been Paint the Town Dead. Sorry about being sick and then having life happen. Uh, but hey, we got it out to you eventually. So thanks for being understanding. You can catch us on Facebook at Paint the Town Dead. You can catch us on Instagram at Paint the Town Dead, all one word. Twitter, PTTDPod. And you can email us at PTTDPod at gmail.com. Please be sure to subscribe on anything you can. Rate five stars anything you can. Like anything you can. Share anything you can. Your interactions help and we appreciate it. And we appreciate you. Every single one of you. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, I think that's all I got. Me too. Bye. Okay. Okay. Everybody have a great couple of weeks. Goodbye.